You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grind Season. Uh, this is Anthony Sane. I am one of the co-hosts of the Grind Season podcast that you hear twice a week here on the free Odyssey app or wherever you're listening to podcasts. I'm joined by my co-host, Jason Smith, of the Jason and John Show, where you can hear Monday through Friday, 11 till 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM, an Odyssey station. Jason Smith, it is good to be here with you again on this Friday night as we record this on the eve of the Grizzlies taking another loss, uh, losers of seven out of the last eight games to the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, on Thursday night. A lot of uh, fireworks happened on and off the court in that game. Um, we're going to talk about that today. Um, Smith, what's going on with your brother? You good? I'm good, man. It feels like we're part of the hated now, saying like if you know if we're in Memphis, if you're in, you're in, if you're talking about these Grizzlies, or you're part of that team that. The M- NBA and the rest of the world hate you now. Yeah. That's what Josh ja said. They hate us. Now he's talking about refs, but applied. To, we were we were the the team everybody loved. The cute now fuzzy the care bears. Now it's the team everybody loves to hate. Yeah, it's, we're definitely in that place. We'll talk about that today. Uh, we'll talk about Dylan Brooks got suspended uh, after the events of uh, Thursday night's game. We'll talk about that for sure. NBA trade trade deadline is next week. Only got a couple more shows until it happened. We'll have what will probably be a spirited debate between me and you. Uh, part two of our conversation that we had today on the Jason and John show. Uh, we'll jump back in that today, uh, where the Grizzlies are, what they need to do. Uh, just this never-ending theme of uh, competing versus rebuilding. I mean, versus developing. We'll talk about that again today. Uh, also, Jaron Jackson Jr., shout out, uh, shout out to him. Hey. Shout out to the, the, the buzzers, the, the horns, whatever you're doing. Uh, was elected as an NBA All-Star. I'm not sure if I've told my son, Gabe, that Jaron Jackson Jr. has been named an All-Star. He may already know, uh, knowing him. Uh, I got to definitely talk about that today. And we'll wrap up the show talking about the breaking news of the day, probably the biggest news of the day, uh, which is Kyrie Irving requesting a trade uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. We'll talk about that. Talk about is there any realness to it, what that looks like, where he may end up, what is his value, uh, just the whole Kyrie Irving experience. Uh, if, if if anybody gets um, whoever was our second team that we talk about the most on here, it has been the Brooklyn Nets this season for sure. As far as teams outside of the Grizzlies, seems like they're always making some news. So yep. yeah, we'll definitely talk about that today. Jason Smith. Uh, last night, the Grizzlies took a L on the court. Seven of the last eight they lost uh, lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. I'm not going to talk about too much as far as basketball is concerned in that game. Um, I do want to talk about the uh, the event, the main event of that game, which was Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell getting into it. These guys have had a rivalry uh, of talking that has gone back for a while. Um, Donovan Mitchell, of course, we did see him in a playoff series a couple of years ago, our first playoff series, uh, the year that we um, got in through the play-in. We played Utah, beat them in game one lost the next four games. 
Uh, Donovan Mitchell, of course, uh, was an animal in that series. Yes. Uh, kind of did what he wanted to do. Uh, him and him, somebody, somebody said they've got some college stuff going on. They, they, they had like some beef maybe in college or something. They may, have, I, I might be wrong. I may have never heard that, but it seems like I remember hearing something about them having some some type of beef that goes back to college. But those two guys definitely have an NBA rivalry. And it came to a head yesterday. Uh, Dylan Brooks hit Donovan Mitchell in the nuts, and it caused uh, <laughs> Donovan to kind of go off a little bit through a basketball at Dylan. I saw the report about Dylan being suspended while I was uh, picking my son up from school, so I didn't see if Donovan Mitchell was suspended or not. Was was Donovan Mitchell suspended as well, or was it just Dylan? I didn't see it. To, to my knowledge, no, that it was just Dylan. Okay. Um, that's all debatable. Not surprised to see Dylan get suspended. I would have thought that uh, Donovan would have got suspended as well, especially the aggression that he so showed. Um, if we already talked about this on the Jason and John show. You guys can go back and listen to that as well. Great uh, segment we do every Friday at 1125. Um, we both agree that we think Dylan did this intentionally, right? Like this wasn't like he was falling and reaching for something. <laughs> like We both agree that Dylan intentionally hit Donovan below the belt, right? Yeah, he crossed the line. A guy that plays right on that line all the time, absolutely mm-hmm. – Turned and saw Donovan as he was rolling, mm-hmm. makes the roll and definitely hits up. So we agree there, Stan. Yeah, um, we we both kind of agree that I don't think that Dylan is a dirty player, but he that definitely was a dirty move. And I think Dylan just, like you said, rides the line and uh, he he plays with such high energy that uh, that those type of plays. Uh, not totally not surprised to see something like that. I've heard other things about Dylan in the past as far as things that he's done, whether it be in practice or whether been in games or whatever. So he's he's kind of a he's kind of a madman. He usually finds a method to his madness, but sometimes it can be uh, uncontrollable, and you get events like you saw the other night. Uh, I will echo something that your co-host John Martin said on the show today when he said the Grizzlies just don't look good doing this. And when what I mean by doing this is the antics, the the talking, the fighting. I mean the talking is one thing, but. You know the fisticuffs and all this. You know, like you're ready to fight. You're ready to fight Shannon Sharp one game, and and then you're out here. You you get into it with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, just saw that Donovan Mitchell was fine. He was not going to be suspended like uh, Dylan was, but he was fined twenty thousand dollars. Sports Illustrated is saying that um that Donovan Mitchell was fined twenty thousand dollars. But yeah, man, it's just it's I liked it better when we were the lovable underdog team that had a little edge. You know what I mean? The teams, you know, like people were hating on us for whatever reason. And we were still, you know, backing up and, and walking while we talked it. But now, man, we're just getting kind of annoying to me, man. And and it's like you, you can't be out here doing all this talking and yapping, ready to fight, and you've lost seven of your last eight games. You know what I mean? And I'm I don't I don't like the look. I wish that we would put our efforts and our energy some somewhere else. Um like I said on the show today, man, like I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of going through Dylan fatigue right now. Like I'm kind of tired of talking about him. I'm tired of wondering what he's going to do this summer. Um, I think he's an excellent defender. I think it's more so mental with him than actually what he's doing on the court. I think he I think the little things he does get under guys skin and they just kind of bother guys and agitate guys. I don't think it's as much as like technique than it is like effort and just being crazy as shit. But <laughs> whatever it is, it, it works for him. But um, I'm just kind of tired of it, man. I'm, t- I'm tired of all the extra stuff. Um, and when guys are saying words like Donovan Mitchell said yesterday, basically, like, that's who he is. Everyone knows he's that type of guy. 
you don't like to hear that about your type of guy, but about your own guys, man. So I'm just kind of fatigued with all of them. Let, let me ask you this thing. We, we, and, and, and you and I touched on this during the show today. Like mm-hmm. we, we were, we were lauding him. We were praising him for the job he did at the end of the Cleveland game, the win mm-hmm. for Memphis. That was a couple of weeks back. Right. Uh, when he, you know, when he, when he gets into this altercation with Donovan and yes, he crossed the line and, sort of allowed, you know, what he's trying to do to opponents to get to him in terms of getting under under the skin. But when he did that, Donovan was two of eleven from the from the field. It was a five point game. If you think about think back to the Lakers game. And frankly, I thought, you know, after a loss there, that you know, Desmond Bain, we know the shooter play, uh uh Grizzlies gave that game away. But my point on that is the job he did on LeBron in that game. Now he talked about it too much afterwards because it was a loss, but the job he did on LeBron in that game was impressive. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I, there's a little part of me that feels like, yes, because of what he's shot offensively the last two months, and it's been dreadful. We're talking career lows. And yes, because now you have Stephen A saying, well, this guy ain't defending the way he used to, that all of a sudden, and you have some, you know, including Donovan Mitchell calling him a dirty player, that all of a sudden, man, because of this, you know, what's happened here recently, um, we're ready to throw him away. I'm not saying that the right move isn't to move on from Dylan, mm-hmm. but it's it's just crazy. And I understand the sort of embarrassment that you get as he, whether a media member or fan, uh, somebody covers this team or a fan. You're talking about a team that talks and wants to fight and hadn't won anything in this 15 and 16 against the West. But it seems like to me that we're trying to flip Dylan all of a sudden based on a couple of months here when earlier this season it was working fine. And in fact, what you've asked of him offensively saying, right, to take less shots, mm-hmm. to be more of a fourth option, he's actually doing. And right. so I have a hard time just turning on Dylan, even though trading him might be the right move, just based on what we've seen, because frankly, he's been doing his job. He's been doing what's been asked of. Has he been at, at a career low level offensively? Yes. But defensively, he is still that guy you want out on the perimeter on a team's best player. So whether it's you know, getting something back for him if you're making a move, whether he's part of something bigger for OG. I'm just, I, I you know, I, I said it was a dirty play too, but I've, I've found myself coming to his defense more today saying whether it's been folks like you ready to move on from him or folks, you know, wanting to label him a dirty player. Because again, I didn't think the Gary Payton thing last year was dirty. You, you want to call it reckless, maybe sure. But this ain't, we're not, in my estimation, we ain't talking about Draymond Green. Now, and, and we're taking that and, and putting it to this team talks too much. A lot of the talking too much is job, you know, and, and it's not just Dylan Brooks. You know what I'm saying? Like that. that so so that part isn't just a Dylan Brooks thing. And, back, and, and my point of saying that if you send Dylan out of here, I don't think that necessarily stops in terms of a team that's brash and says we don't care about anything in the West. That starts with a uh, with Josh. So. I don't know, saying it, it is. It, it has become a more complicated discussion than it felt like it was right. before the season, and it's especially added to the fact you've seen this bad play from him of late. He makes this embarrassing play last night, but I, 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 I do. I still question how much has really changed. How is he no longer the guy that we thought he was? You know, you know, three months ago. I, I, I don't know that he is. I don't know that he is. Yeah, I'm, I'm by no means saying that they should or will move on from him. I'm just kind of tired of it, man. I mean, it's just That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, bro, like we don't like do all but that. Dylan's old, but, but uh, to your point, I just want to piggyback on. But Dylan's older. 
It's not right. This is probably going to be, what's he, 27 saying somewhere? 26, 27, something like that. We're, we're not, you know, he's a little bit older than Ja and Jaren. So you just wanted to, you know, maybe to your point, maybe this isn't something, you know, he grows out of or knows how to, figures mm-hmm. out how to control all the time. Yeah, man, it's it's a, um, it's a, it's a rough situation. I understand him getting suspended totally. Um, I hate to see it. It's just a bad look, man, when you're seeing players, you're like it's a whole melee out there, you're breaking up players. All that just looked really silly, you know. what I mean, at, at this no, point, I agree with um, it. It was wasn't a good look at all. Uh, but something that was a good look yesterday that I definitely was excited to see come across my screen was the announcement that even came to my surprise. Someone who pretty much pulled for this uh, early in the season, thinking there could be um, this could be the year it could happen. We had different opinions on it. I'm not here to you know brag about anything because I didn't see, I did not see this happening, especially not the way it happened last night. And that was Jaron Jackson Jr being selected to his first all-star game an exciting moment for the city exciting moment for the franchise first time in franchise history we've had two all-stars on the same team john morant jaron jackson jr both named as uh as western conference reserves yesterday of course the uh, actual teams everyone's playing for we won't know that until the actual day of the game which is pretty dope all things considered i think we both agree that it's time to end the whole picking teams thing and just go back to east versus west but um yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. selected as an all-star. Um, the thing I think the thing that happened was the same thing that I talked about months ago when we first started talking about this is that coaches know who they game plan for. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they know that okay, yeah, I, I've had to change a lot of shit to when I when we, get, when we get ready to play the Grizzlies. You know what I mean? I know we have to scheme against this guy, whether that's trying to get him off the court with foul trouble or just avoiding that guy at the rim. I know that we have to change our whole defensive scheme. Because this man who's putting up historical numbers uh, in shot blocking. I talked about this the other day. I'm sure things have changed because, you know, that was a couple of games ago, a couple of days ago. But Jaron Jackson Jr. was, uh, I think, 12 blocks behind the leaders, which are uh, uh, Nick Claxton and uh, uh, Brooke Lopez. He was only 12 blocks behind those guys, 13 and 15 games behind them mm. as far as, like, games played. Incredible. To have caught those guys, to be to being caught those guys that quickly is phenomenal. And he's probably going to catch them in the next month or so if he keeps up the, the pace he's on. And um, Jaron, like I said, is putting up some historical rim protected numbers, man. He's, he's doing some stuff like like you're playing a video game and the difficulty's not up high enough. Like he's really going off. So, and I think that um, the fact that, you know, the, 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 uh, the opposing coaches saw that and recognized how good of a year he's having. It's phenomenal. It gives you kind of hope in a lot of things. Uh, there are a lot of guys that I can understand. There were snubs that uh, I can understand the frustration. De'Aaron Fox, for sure. Uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, of course. I think I think Fox more than anything because his team was his top three in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard some Aaron Gordon. I don't care about Aaron Gordon, man. Like, and, and here's the thing too. Like, I'm not. I don't like how the media is allowed to have it both ways with uh, with um, with uh, Nikola Jokic. And what I mean is this. You're saying he's the MVP because of the guys he's surrounded by and how much he does and how much he carries that team. Well, that's the case. He's the only all-star there. Like, is that enough for debate? We had the same discussion with y'all last year. Y'all said y'all said Ja was the only all-star on that team, but then also said he's not MVP caliber. And he was leading us to the second-best record in the league. So it's like it's it's the the um the contradictions in that alone, you know, are, are super frustrating. 
But uh, like I said, I don't really have a case. I, th- I get the Anthony Davis stuff too. He's missed so many games. Right. Um, I get, but he's had a tr- tremendous season. But just shout out to Jaron for real. Um, and it made me think about, I think it was last week's show when they announced the starters. And I said, there's something about that voting that I'm interested in seeing because it was like the, the, the number eight and nine guys, it didn't really list who those guys were. I said, if that's Jaron, his chances of getting to the All-Star game may be a little better. And it did play out that way that he got in. Um, super excited about it, man. Like, um, Jaron is, of course, Jaw's the man, but Jaron is, I root for Jaron more on this team than I do Jaw. Um, can't really explain why, but Jaron's always been like my favorite player on this team. So I'm super excited to see him in an all-star game. Uh, hopefully it's something that could just light a fire under him, give him that confidence he needs. He just keep taking this game to the next level. And and Jaron, we're seeing this game inside and out. It's just evolving right in front of our eyes this, this year so far. But like I said, um, it's just a great, a great day, man, to celebrate having two young stars uh, under the age of 25 that are all-stars representing this team, representing the city. Yeah, and and saying I, to, I I agree with everything you said. I, I that that offensive game will continue to evolve, and I think greatly uh, to something that's you know better, more unique than what it is now. If, if the Grizzlies, you know, make a concerted effort to get him the ball more offensively, we've been saying it feels like we've been saying that all season. It feels like too that uh, Jaron is just scratching the surface of what he can be defensively. We're talking about if you go to that side, and I'm, and shout out to the coaches. Uh, saying you make a great point that decided, you know, this guy makes enough of an impact, the kind of impact defensively that should be recognized. Mm-hmm. And I think Drew Holiday on the East side was 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 what that that pick represented on the East was a, a defensive guy. So so happy for Jaron that he gets that. But man, to to be doing this at his age, three point three blocks per game, and really to just be, you know, he's really still just getting comfortable. Saying in terms of being a big man in the league, uh, uh, uh you know. Uh, just being familiar with what guys are trying to run against you, how they're trying to attack you. I mean, the the more years he gets under his belt, uh, the better that this is going to get. You're talking about a multiple time. Yes, he's going to win defensive player of the year, but this is going to be a guy that does it like Rudy Gobert, where we're talking multiple mm-hmm. defensive players. Yeah, that's what I truly believe. And by the time it's over, you know, we, who knows, man, we could be talking about one of the game's best because, because yeah. again, so, so much of it right now is still on raw talent, man. So much mm-hmm. of it right now is still on how versatile this kid is, how how right. his reaction time, everything else, his reach and everything else. Man, wait till he's got all these folks' tendencies like filed away in the back of that head. Wait, wait, right. ha- wait till you see how, you know, wait till you see how mm-hmm. effective he is then. It's just getting started. It's so great to right. see him acknowledged in this way this early in his career. And you hope it leads to a, you know, you hope it leads to multiple all-star game selections. I don't know why it wouldn't. Um you know, you, guys like AD, you figure could be back in it next year, make it tougher for him. But now that he's already had his name in once, you're, you know, and if that yeah. offense game keeps coming on the way it has, uh, he's going to be a multiple-time yeah. selection. So great thing yeah. for the Grizzlies to get two for the first time in their history. And, yeah, man, if you got to go to Salt Lake City, like I said uh, on the show, you might as well go with a partner, man, because it ain't it, there ain't much else. To, ain't know, nothing to do out there. I've been out there before. It's, yeah, there ain't nothing to do for sure. Uh, but uh, take crystal milk. That's about the only thing they got going on. There. <laughs> hey, ain't messing with that stuff, fool. Not not this team. I was I was out there visiting um, for a job I had, and I asked people. I was like, well, so I was like, tell me about your city. I was in Ogden, Utah. I went in. I went to Salt Lake City too, but I was in Ogden, Utah. Like, yeah, we're the crystal milk capital of the world. I was like, all right, bet. 
That's that's what's up. I can tell by looking at you, sons of guns. Yeah, but um, um, yeah, you said something great about Jerry. You're talking about a guy who's still developing, like for real, still developing, like a guy who still struggles yeah. uh, sometimes with fouls, sometimes controlling his body on the offensive end. Doesn't know how to set screens, you know. What I mean, you're still talking about a very raw player in Jaron, who you figure once he really gets that old man body and old man brain, you know, you're talking about a guy who could be, you know, an all time uh, great defender. So, like I said, it's exciting. Glad to see him there. Uh, I have a scenario. Uh, we we talked about this off the air when I came on the Jason and John show today. Um, but we was like, is Jaron going to be the last guy to get picked? Man, a guy who's like strictly probably more so known for defensive more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I offer this to you. I would guess that Joel Embiid might be the first reserve pick. Oh, yeah, because he should be right. starting. Right. So I'm sure he's probably going to be the first reserve to get picked. So I'm thinking Ja goes second. I'm thinking Ja will be the second reserve to get picked by somebody. Let me let me pull some up. Let me let me get some. Let me let me pull some actual faces up. I don't want to be. I don't want to forget nobody, man. I think. I think Bam is the one that you're hoping and will beat out Jaron for last. Wouldn't you take Jaren? in an All Star game where you're really not picking for defense, even though Jaron's there for it? But what mm-hmm. the thing that Jaron can do is step outside. Oh, and hit that three. It ain't looking good. L- let me let me take that away because I think Damian Lillard goes first. Okay. Dame's gonna you're saying not looking, yeah, you're saying not it's gonna push Ja down. Yeah, Dame's gonna go first. I think I think that Embiid goes second. If LeBron picks first, he's gonna take DeRozan. He might take DeRozan over Ja. No, he'll take Ja. I don't know. I don't know. But I was uh, if if Ja went second. I was like, well, at least Jaren and Ja be on the same team, but I don't know now because Ja's probably going to go third. Yeah, and B might yeah. not go second though. You might, it might go Dame and then Ja. It, it might go Dame and then Ja, just like that. Throw away any All Star process that pits teammates against each other. That that is <laughs> yeah, man, it's stupid, man. Like, why the dudes ain't on the same team? I, I want to see, I want to see the image of um, you know the the super, the super image of. Um, John Jaron in the in the uh in the uh rising stars game when Ja goes up for like this tomahawk dunk and Jaron's jumping with them at the same time celebrating. Like I want to I want to see that again, but in an all-star game. Yeah, but yeah, they, they had to make it difficult, man. Had to make it for sure. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain by any of that because I'm super excited to see Jaron Jackson Jr. Not as an injury reserve, right? As a straight up reserve, like picked as, as a reserve the, the, the fifth uh, grizzly uh, ever. The fifth grizzly ever to be named an all-star. Yeah. You said the fifth ever. Two, both of them: Zach, Ja, Jaron. Yeah, Mark was three up. time selection. Like you've had, you got yeah. guys. I'm yeah. saying the the five, the five Grizzlies to have been named All Star: Mark Powell first, Mark, mm-hmm. Zach, Ja, ja. and Jaron. Okay, yeah, that's five. Yep, for sure. And uh, Mike Conley, of course, he made it when he played for Utah. So. Right, right, right. But, but yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Now, uh, let's get to some fun stuff. Um, some pressing issues. The trade deadline is coming up next week. I want to say it's next Thursday. Is that yep. correct? 
Jason Smith, we had this conversation. You know, I, I'm going to I'm I'm be real with you, Jason. I came on you guys' show today. I had a heated discussion about you guys trying to change uh, the direction, the, the, the goals, the plan for the season. Then I, I listened to the show after I get off, and y'all just constantly, y'all still talking about the Grizzlies or whatever. And then y'all saying that I'm championship or bust. Like, oh, say you say you got to do your goal should be to win the championship. That ain't what I said, Jason Smith. And I'm, I'm going to fix my right. <laughs> I'm going to fix my name today, man. Because y'all try to make me look bad on the radio. So I got to clean this up. I'm not saying that they should do whatever it takes to win a championship. Do I feel like this team could win the championship? Sure. What I'm saying is they should they should optimize what they're doing. You shouldn't – there should not be a situation where your reserve wings outside of Desmond Bain, outside of Dylan Brooks, are Zaire Williams, John Conchar, some version of Danny Green, David Roddy, and Jake LaRavia. I should have more guys. I should not have to pick two of those guys and say, okay, these are my guys I'm running with in the playoffs. The playoffs are coming very soon. The all-star break is not the halfway point of the season. There's, there's not many games left in the entire season. I just I, And my thing is, if they go to this deadline and don't do anything, I think that would be an egregious mistake. I think it's a slap in the face to this, the, your three young stars on this team, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. I think it's a slap in the face to them. You should be building this team to be the best version of this team possible. And I think not doing anything at the deadline is a total opposite. You're not ready. This team is not ready for the playoffs. And I'm here to say this. I don't – a guy asked me this on Twitter. You know, guys, keep receipts. He said, do I, do, I, do I take back what I said about trading Melton and trading Kyle Anderson? I still don't care about that. I'm fine. I'm fine with moving on from those guys. But we, do, we did not do good enough of a job to replace what came out. I think Santi trumps what Kyle gave last year. I think Santi's been incredible. He will be incredible. But our wings, man. You have Ada Yums? Yeah. We got some Yums wings. <laughs> I got the Yums wings one time. That's all it took. That's all it took, huh? Never again. You know what I meant, huh? Yes. We got them Yums wings, man. This ain't no wing guru, man. <laughs> so would you be how how would you feel about going and getting Malik Beasley, son? I'm down for it. See, and I and I'm down with that too. See, we're not you we're want, not you on my fantasy trade deadline. Go right ahead. I, I shot it. I took a rough shot at this on your show this morning, but I got the revi- I got the revised version of it for you now, Smith. Okay. We're gonna call um Utah and we're gonna do um Danny Green and a first round pick for Malik Beasley. I think the numbers work on it. I'm not sure. I think the numbers work straight up on it. All right. Then guess where we're going after that? Oh, we're not done. No, we ain't done. Zaire gonna be in some package. Zaire might get his ass by there. We gonna call. We gonna call Toronto. Guess what we gonna do? We gonna do Tyus Zaire Conchar. Oh, Tyus. We gonna get Tyus Jones about here. We gonna get my boy Gary Trent Jr. Combo guard, knockdown threes. He he ran the offense behind Damian Lillard when he was the point guard. A poor man's uh, 
a poor man's uh, if you will, uh, Anthony Simons. <laughs> Who's playing backup point guard in this plan, son? It's gonna be him. Him and Desert Bain gonna go back up job, bro. Smith, don't do this to me, man. You I don't you trying to shake up everything because these folks have lost seven of eight. That's where we part ways. I'm all about a corner. We need guys jobs that working too hard these non-shooting ass dudes, man. Y'all working too hard these dudes that can't shoot. Right. But 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 every last player the Grizzlies drafted shot over 40% from three. So you're saying on this half a season, you're at now set Zaire to the side. I'm talking about the Roddies, the Laravias. And listen, I ain't very high on Laravia either. I like what I've seen. Frankly, from Roddy, think there's a, that you've seen enough that you want to work with it. But all those guys they drafted shot over forty percent, and you're ready to toss all of them. Say they can't shoot in the NBA based on half a season. You tell me they like, shot they shot in college. Yeah, the, everybody they drafted. What's that? This ain't college though. I, I understand that, but they're clearly going after something, and you've made the decision after half a season that they can't yeah, shoot. They 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 not, they I just, I, I just think that that's that's premature. So give me some news that can hoop, man. Call me, call me uh, crazy. Call me one to stand pat, which is not not the case at all. Not accurate. I want to make some right. edge moves, but hold on, I got something else for you, though, Smith. I got something else for you. I went, oh, I went and got you. I went and got you, Malik Beasley. I went yep. and got you. Uh, I like Trent. that move. I went and got you, Gary Trent, Gary Trent Jr. Right. You got two guys that can knock down shots. Guess mm-hmm. what else I got for you, Smith? Guess what else I got for you? We gonna Ooh. get John Conchar the hell up out of here too, just to have, just to have a nice little end of the bench. Go put him in the G League. I got a still super young, got potential. We're gonna go get my boy Cam Reddish, man. I've been on Cam Reddish for the last two weeks. We're gonna go mm-hmm. get my we're gonna get Conchar two seconds, get, get them the hell up out of here. We're gonna get my boy Cam Reddish. We're gonna just sit him on the bench, man. We're gonna get him ready. We'll get him ready. You get to keep your boy Zaire Williams. How about now, that? Was, was Dylan involved in any of that? I ain't moved, I ain't moved Dylan. So he's coming up. He, okay. So now so give me the new starting lineup with these guys. Starting lineup stay the same. They all bench guys. Yeah. These are all bench dudes. You got Fred Van Fleet, not Fred Van Fleet. You got uh Gary Trent Jr. You got uh Malik Beasley coming off your bench. And how many of our ones did you give up, son? Total? Two. One for Beasley and one for no no. Oh no, you did you did three deals, I thought, that involved yeah. first rounders. We we gonna we gonna send we gonna send a first with uh Trent Jr. too. We're gonna send a, a first with uh with Ties. Cause y'all gonna give me something else too. I don't know what, but y'all gonna give me some. Yeah, I might have get Zyra about here, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Man, I'm saying <laughs> I I I understand. I've been trying to keep it for you, man. You ain't the only one that's down up out here. But I don't I don't think those though I don't know about those teams picking up on your offer there, bro. I think they're gonna hang up in your face. The first round picks uh I'll get I'll get them guy. First round picks that are too. your first round pick that are 20 something. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what other guy I, I wouldn't mind getting on this team too. Who? What's your boy with Utah? Play for Calipari. Which has been my answer to everything. Play for Calipari. Vando. Jerry Vanderbilt. Jerry oh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah, thought, because you had mentioned Monk on the show. It's like he's in Sacramento. Play for Cal. Yeah. Vanderbilt, you had not mentioned him. Now you want Jerry We need some hoopers, man. We need some hoopers, man. Bro, man, this trade line, deadline need to hurry up and get here, man. Because you how have many, how, many, how many first round picks that our artist hit the Utah one, right? Yeah, fuck it, they can have two. I think, I think right get, now, you said we're gonna get about it here, too. We about to get Tillman about Tillman. it, too. Give me Vanderbilt, we're gonna get Tillman the hell about it. I'm sick of it, bro. I need a team that's ready for the playoffs, bro. I don't, 
I'm sick of having the, the Memphis Hustle west or east or whatever direction we are from South Asia. I can't do it, bro. We can't. You but, can't compete and be a G League team at the same time. Well, that, I mean that it's that is crazy that, that we pulling it off too, though, man. It's it's, it's kind of asinine that we are this young and got a bunch of dudes who probably should be doing more time in in, in South Haven than with the Grizzlies, and we're still like good. Which is why what? I say, man, you make some you make some minor little tweaks, bro. Or you just get. I'm really just like running my mouth more than anything. But there's like small things you can do to this roster. Now you talk. Really make you serious. Yes. That don't, don't necessarily change the plan. That don't, don't necessarily change the plan. Yeah. If anything, Beasley, would, Beasley would do that. He would help yeah. a team that's what, 23rd in the league in three-point shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. He, he helps you in the half court because he's going to knock down the shots uh, from Ja over in the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things he can do to help you right now. And in, and in doing that, man, you get yourself up out this hole, you can still go on, on about your business. He's not necessarily setting – you're not you don't have him so far in front of everybody that you're holding anybody back. Uh it just adds that other guy, that veteran it feels like this team needs that well, you know, right now Danny Green can't be, you know, maybe maybe that's to be determined, but they mm-hmm. just give me that give me that one other guy and let and, and and let's see how it rolls. That's where I'm at. Two more things that just fit this grizzly team that they, you know, you just keep things going the way they are. He twerks and he's got a record. He's been in jail. Yeah, got a special relationship with Ja too. Haven't been victimized by that man. <laughs> so if you can't beat him, join him. From Malik Beasley trade, if, especially if it's only involving one first rounder. So he's got a special relationship of Ja based on trauma. A trauma yeah, bond. victimization. He was victimized by Ja, and now he's in love with him. How, how yeah. often? Such can't, a, can't, such beat, a, can't beat him, join him, man. So much, yeah. I'm with that, bro. You with it though? Yeah, I'll take I'll take Beasley all day long. I've been saying that one. All right. Speaking of moves, that was a little draft pre I mean a little trade preview. We'll talk more about that next week. Nice little transition there, saying. Yeah. Speaking of moves, though. Segway. Someone who's always on the move, whose mind is constantly changing. Now I'm gonna tell you what we're not gonna do today, man. We're not gonna destroy this young man. We're not gonna talk bad about Kyrie Irving. I know a lot of people like to talk bad about this young gentleman, this young king. Shout out to uh, Doc Holiday, <laughs> this young royal. We're not going to do that today. Um, Kyrie Irving requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets today. Um, just can't let LeBron, you know, have his shine. LeBron James is scheduled to probably break the, uh, the all-time scoring record in the next three or four games. Kyrie Irving just had to put his uh, name out there on uh, on today, requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, this is what I'll say about Kyrie Irving. In most industries, there's a game you have to play, especially when you're the minority. And um, Kyrie Irving doesn't play the game well. He chooses not to play the game well. I'm not going to call him stupid. I'm not going to call him an idiot. I'm not going to disrespect him. Um, but he doesn't play the game well. And him not choosing to play the game well is kind of causing a lot of the things that we've seen happen to him throughout his career. Uh, we all know what those things are. We won't revisit those things. Um, today he requests a trade. And two teams have emerged as teams who have interest in him, which are the Dallas Mavericks 
and the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the trade porn stuff has came out already with people assuming this and that. LeBron James puts out um, the eyes emoji with the crown and uh, Kyle Kuzma tweets out. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, tampering and all those kind of all that kind of stuff, and I'll just say this: um, I think that that trade, if that trade happens, it will not look like people think it's going to look. I don't think there are many actual suitors for him who are willing to take take a risk on Kyrie, and I don't think that Brooklyn is going to do him any favors. I don't think Brooklyn is going to send him where he wants to go. They have there's nothing entitling there's nothing entitling them to do that, like pushing them to do that. I wouldn't do it. Um, I think that Kyrie has kind of really put that organization in a lot of strange situations over the last few years. And I, I do not think – we've already seen this team. That that organization basically told Kevin Durant, hey, go to hell or go play basketball, but you're not getting traded. That happened. You know what I mean? And I don't think they're going to do Kyrie any favors. I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to say, okay, let's just screw our whole season. And let's take Russell Westbrook back from the Lakers along with these two first, future first-round picks. I, I don't think Brooklyn's in that type of business. They could be because they do have do have some first-round picks they need to recoup over the next few years. Mm-hmm. But I just can't see them saying, okay, we're just going to squash our season and just go put Russell Westbrook and KD together. You know what I mean? So I think more realistic trades, de- uh, trade destinations are maybe Phoenix – I can see the Clippers putting something together. He would be crazy with the Clippers. I ain't going to lie. Um, I can see the Pelicans putting something together for him. I can see them really saying, let's just risk it and just get uh, Kyrie here this year and see what happens. Because you're talking take about the a ball Kyrie. out of CJ's hands? Just, uh, and take the ball out of CJ and Zion's nah, hands? You would, you, would do, you would do it like you, you would have like Dame and CJ, like they were in Portland. That would be your two guards, Kyrie and CJ together. You're still taking the ball. Did. You're still taking the ball out of Zion's yeah. hands doing that. Yeah. He, he needs um, an off-ball man. And with that being said, man, it's just like what you're saying. I don't really see the destinations for him. I don't really see where he goes. I don't see anybody that's like, all right, yeah, I want to invest in Kyrie Irving. You know what I mean? Whether that's real, whether perception is reality. So I think a lot of teams perceive Kyrie to be a certain way, and they're just not going to touch him. Um, he's kind of running out of distractions, though. I don't think it's much left. <laughs> In the world, he could, you know, what I mean, he's he's done COVID, he's done flat earth, he's done all this other stuff. I don't know what's left. Then I saw what stuff he put on Instagram or whatever. I'm like, all right, Kyrie's just not gonna stop it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know, man. But the thing of interest to Grizzlies fans is the reason why we definitely want to talk about this. It's kind of become like, okay, so Kyrie wants out. Well, Kevin Durant has to be next, right? Like that's kind of the thing you're hearing from Grizzly fans. I'm not. I still. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. That's about to happen. I just. I think people get. I think we get so excited about trade porn that it's like anytime we hear something about a player saying what he wants to do, we think these teams have to do this because these guys said that. I could see. I could see Brooklyn flat out saying, "Kyrie Irving, go to hell." Like if you want to leave this summer, go. But we're not trading you. Like we're not going to take some bums off of somebody's team to equal your contract and let you go where you want to go. We're not just going to send you to the Lakers just because you want to go to the Lakers. Like I can see Brooklyn say, all right, man, either honor your contract or don't. If you want to leave this summer, go ahead. But we're not taking, we're not just going to trade you anywhere. We're not going to have Russell. We're not going to be dealing with a Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant 
situation. Like that's not happening. You know what I mean? So I just I just think that um we're just kind of excited as fans, but I think it could end up being much ado about nothing. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with Durant, get what his reaction is, because the difference is the Nets got him. They got him signed up through 25, yeah. mm-hmm. like that. He's under contract. You're trying to move that one. That last year, that contract's 54 million. And you're talking about a 34 year old. Mm-hmm. And so and we saw that team didn't care anything about his trade request earlier with KD. So I wonder how much his reaction is going to matter when he's as locked in as he is. As for Kyrie, the only move I see is the Lakers. Dallas is intriguing. Just you look at what they did with Jalen Brunson last year and Luka, like that worked. And if you're telling me, you know, Kyrie is a is a more improved version offensively than Jalen Brunson, doesn't give you the same thing defensively. He's not as tough on that end, but still, just the the idea of them two together. But that said, do you 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 have to look at Kyrie's resume? You have to look at what he did. Everything you just laid out. You want to pay him a long term deal? You want to trust him that he's going to be there? I mean, what what have you seen? Uh, again, another trade request today. What have you seen to make you believe that that Dallas would be a, a place where all of a sudden he's going to lock in long term and play and be a pro and, and be there? Um, I would be hesitant on that. Uh, as far as the Lakers, it makes the most sense because from the Lakers standpoint, of course, they're trying to win now. They can't do that without with with Westbrook. So so getting off Westbrook for Kyrie makes some sense. And to make that move, obviously, because why would you want Westbrook? Back to your point, the Nets would get something. You would get the two first-rounders. And as much as I know that you feel like you've been burned by Kyrie, this whole mess, him and KD, this whole thing's been a mess. I don't see how you're going to – you just because you 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 feel like you've been done wrong by him, you're going to take a situation where you're not willing to take first-rounders, right, in the future. Other, instead, just going to let him walk. I, I, I just – I think you'd rather get something for him if you can and – what Russell comes off the books just like just like Kyrie this year Russ is going to come off the books uh after this season and so you're free just like you would be if you let Kyrie walk the only difference is you're going to have the first round pick so to me it makes some sense to do it with the Lakers especially if you can jack them up past two first rounders and try to get a little more from them whatever that looks like so um listen KD never should have hitched his wagon to Kyrie man I don't feel sorry for him because he had every opportunity to get out of this. He did not. Um, so he's made a mistake in terms of his legacy because I don't think you'll, you won't see him winning anymore. Certainly not with We've the seen Nets. the best of Kevin Durant. His best years yeah, behind. And that's sad because there was – I mean, look at him this year when he was on the floor. The guy right now, if you know, if they had a decent team, they could be contending. But uh, much like LeBron made that bet, I feel like, with the Lakers, man, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, KD's made his. The only difference is you're not going to get a bubble title out of it. You know, you were going to prove yourself to validate. You don't have to be on a ready-made team, a championship team to win something. You can go do it elsewhere. And I, I think in the end, he doesn't yeah. get it. And part of the reason why is because he hitched his wagon to an unprofessional. And yeah. I say that saying because, listen, I, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that I agree with Kyrie on. But in the end, man, when you sign that contract, bro, you, you got to play the game. Professional. And there's right. – there's, there's nothing different about him saying, I know, no, no, don't, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Kyrie gives back. He, he puts folks on, he, he, he raises folks up, but the, but bro, what, what is it? 75% of the league is black. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, and I don't, I don't, and, and if you want time away from basketball because things are more important, then take that time away and be gone. But you right. signed this deal. My whole thing is nothing, nothing makes you different. Nothing makes you where you, you're not supposed to be a, a, a pro. Uh, from that standpoint, right, and that's exactly. why I say KD was expecting that of him. 
and did not get it. And and now you're sitting up here. The man's asking for a trade request on you. Right. Heck, it was going well when KD was on the floor. Like they were coming on. They won what 11, 12? Right. Yeah, they were killing everybody. But now, but now you're you're ready. Yeah, ben Simmons going all the time. Finally, let Jock Vaughn be the coach, and things are going yeah, well. Rolling. You mm-hmm. know, and, and now you want to. Hell, you traded up uh, for Ben Simmons because the right. the Harden thing didn't that right. that I wanted didn't work. So I'm a, we'll we'll pick this up again next week as well. Um, I'm sure nothing's gonna happen over the weekend. If it does, we'll talk about it. Um, but I just want to throw this out. Like, are we sure that like the Dallas stuff is coming from Dallas? Because Mark Cuban is Jewish. Uh, does he really want Kyrie Irving on his team? I don't know. I, 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 I haven't thought of it. <laughs> it's something to think about over the weekend. Um. Also, does the Brooklyn does Brooklyn want anything the Mavs have on the roster? Like it's it's mm-hmm. gonna be difficult, man. Like Chris Haynes is saying, he he predicts Kyrie to be gone. It's a lot of moving parts to moving Kyrie Irving, bro. And especially when you're talking about a guy of that value. No, you I don't know if you just let him walk to be spiteful, but he don't just take whatever just to send him where he wants to go either. Cause it ain't like he been doing you in the favors. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see for real, man. For real. Um but like I said, next week is the trade deadline. We'll definitely talk more about trades as time comes on with that. The Grizzlies have, I think, five more games before the All-Star break. Hopefully they can get off of this uh, losing streak they've got going on this week. We'll definitely talk about that in more next week. For Jason Smith, this is Anthony the same. We're about to slide about this joint and keep grinding.